0: Greetings and welcome to the Do Business Better podcast. It's me, your host, Damian Mason. Thanks so much for joining us. This is a place where we give you ideas you can use to thrive and actually we give you takeaways, tools that you can actually apply. It's not just idle chatter, it's stuff that you can say, man, I'm gonna do that to create a life and business by choice. You know, the great Earl Nightingale said, we are all self-made, but only the successful will admit it. So here in this episode, we're gonna talk about Something that is absolutely, uh, I want you to apply it as soon as you get done listening because we're talking about tips you can use to successfully work from home. A couple of stats here. I wrote an article about this, but I wanted to share it with you in both video and podcast form. You can find all this, of course, through my website, DamianMason.com. Uh, if you want to read it, print it off, share it with somebody. And obviously, you can kick this episode to someone. But uh, some stats that will help put this in perspective and why I think this is important. Uh, you know, I've been self employed for a very, very long time. Uh, I quit my job in 1994. Uh, but even before that, I worked from the home. I was a sales rep, Uh I ran up for a large corporation. Yeah, we had some sort of a satellite office, but you know, you barely went there. You went there like, to, return, to turn in some expenses or, or something like this. But I generally worked from home. From the time I graduated from college, and started my first job as a sales representative. I have been a home-based employee. Well, the ranks of us that work from our domicile are growing because technology has allowed for this to happen, right? I mean, you now have an internet connection. You can do so much with broadband. It's like amazing what we can do. And also the marketplace is different than it was 20 and certainly 50 or 100 years ago. In the old days, uh, if you worked from home, you were probably a farmer or a blacksmith or something like this. Uh, you you know there were plenty of home-based employees back in the old days. You you planted a garden. You uh, you made leather products. You uh, were a livery stable, whatever. Uh, maybe you lived there where you worked. But here's the thing. Uh, then we went through the industrial revolution, and pretty much you went to get a job. And uh, now, according to Gallup. of Americans work from home occasionally. I just pulled these numbers, and again, I wrote an article about this. You'll be able to look it up here uh, soon enough. 43% of Americans work from home occasionally. We're talking about people that still do have normal jobs. Uh, U.S. Census data, and this is from 2017, that 5.2% of U.S. workers, which is approximately 8 million people, completely worked from home in the year 2017. So you got 5.2% of the workforce that are completely working from their home in 2017. Those numbers have definitely probably grown because, again, you're talking a few years of development on now that it's not stigmatized, um, and also you have the ability to do so based on technology. Uh, you got all sorts of things like go to meeting and the internet, and then, let's face it, there's jobs now that don't require you to uh, be there as much, you know, putting uh, a putting a, a car together, you have to be at the facility that General Motors uh, you know, has. But if it's uh, working on a website, or if it's um, uh, being a human resources person, you can probably do some of that off-site. I mean, there's all these different ways you can work from home as an employee. But let's talk about the self-employed, because after all, that's what you tune in here for. You are the self-employed business operator, business owner, freelancer, e-lancer. You're part of the gig economy. I've been a part of the gig economy before there was a gig economy. So as such, you want to know how you can be more successful, how you can be more prosperous working for yourself from home. Well, there are 15 million of us that we call self-employed, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. Again, pulled these numbers just... uh, to prepare for this article. 15 million, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, that are self-employed. I think that number is low. I believe it is more than that, and I'll tell you why I think it's more than that. Uh, A lot of folks are now doing side hustles. Um, So those would be people in the gig economy. One article I read said there might be as many as 60 million of us that are out here working from home in a self-employed, running our own business sort of capacity. You can go back and forth all over the place on this. Um, We know that, and the reality is a lot of us have home-based businesses. The problem for many of us who do, either work from home with a normal job or aspire to have a homegrown business, we have bad habits and bad practices. So as I said, I'm going to give you the three I'm going to give you the three tips to successfully working from home, something that I have been doing since 1993. First off, designate your workspace. It doesn't need to be a home office. If you're a blacksmith, if you work in uh, woodworking, you don't have to have a home office necessarily, but you need to have a home workspace somewhere on your property that you work. Pause while I take a little sip of my Coca-Cola classic from my Pittsburgh Steelers cup. If you were watching this video instead of listening, you would see my awesome Pittsburgh Steelers cup. Here's the thing. From the time I have worked, I've said, I need this space. I need a desk. I mean, I had a glue together Sauder brand particle board desk that I bought at Office Max or whatever it was back in 1993. I snapped it together, you know, screwed it together with those little hideous tools they give you that are punched out of a you know piece of metal and shipped over here from China or wherever it came from back then. You glue it and you, you sit there. That was my home-based desk. I had a fax machine. I had a landline. I was a salesman, uh, and then I had some promotional materials and some marketing materials that I could either mail out, send out, and you know whatever, or take out in hand out before the internet. <clears throat> okay. Then I quit my job to be a professional comedian. I revamped. I didn't have money for file cabinets, but I went and got milk crates and I made file cabinets out of milk crates. And then I also had uh, shelves with cinder blocks and uh, scrap lumber that I made that I could put all my marketing materials on them. This was an area in my loft that I rented for my friend. I had my bed and then in a separate part of that loft, I had my office. When I went to that desk, I was working. When I went to the shelf to get marketing materials, to put them together and send them out in a package, I was working. You see, the point is when you have a designated workspace, you go there to work. Now I know that open office concepts are all the rage. They have been for like 15 years. We started with cubicles 20 or 30 years ago and the open office concept still is popular. And you know what? It sucks. I've read article after article, and you probably have seen these too. It is impossible to concentrate when the person right next to you is yammering on about last night's episode of Survivor or America American Idol and this person over here is uh, uh, on the phone with their boyfriend and this person over here is talking about tonight's game against uh, the Clippers, you can't concentrate. Work requires focus. Productivity requires focus. You cannot do this when you are sitting in a noisy cluster you need a designated workspace. Okay. On your property, you must establish this workspace and make it the world headquarters of me incorporated. You go there to work. This is your designated space, whether it's a woodworking shop or a place where you make saddles for horses, if, if, if or you just sit in there and make sales calls. It doesn't matter. This is your workspace. When you go there, you go to work. You understand what I'm saying? It's a mindset. This is about discipline. Do it. By the way, You're probably saying, I don't have room for all of this, Damien. I don't have room. I have such a small home. Bullshit. You have space that you could convert to your business. If you are serious about running and succeeding your business or being a professional that works for someone else and working from home, you don't do this while sitting on your exercise bike, eating fun yuns in your pajamas. You do this from a designated workspace and you can create this. Don't tell me you don't have space because I'll tell you what you do. Square footage of American homes is larger than it has ever been. You probably have a storage room that's got a bunch of crap in there. Pictures of of stuff that you haven't looked at, uh, you know, old baby clothes. Get rid of this crap. You don't even know what's in your storage room. Get rid of it. Purge it. Buy a dumpster. Put it out in the driveway. Haul everything out there. Keep a few things, some mementos, and the rest of it, dump. Dump. You're never going to fit into your prom dress again. Your daughter doesn't want it. She's 27. Dump it. Get rid of everything in the storage room and make it your space. Formal dining room. You know what? Lori and I have never had a formal dining room. We have had them. And you know what we've done? We've converted them. We've converted them to offices. Yeah, imagine that. You take a formal dining room because we don't live formally. I don't own fine china. And you have that crap and you don't use it anyhow. The last time you cooked a formal meal and prepared it and ate it, your formal dining room was Easter during the Reagan administration, okay? And you haven't used it since then because Uncle Jimmy got drunk and like offended somebody and the whole family had a feud and you said, we're never doing this again. Convert your formal dining room. Put up a wall, put in doors, make it a quiet space and turn it into an office, okay? I just gave you two options. Third option, take Junior's bedroom. He's in college for God's sakes and convert it to your new world headquarters. But Jimmy might come home. Yeah, you know what? That's exactly what you don't want to have happen. There's a reason all these kids are moving back home and living there until they're 40 because the parents are allowing it. Turn your kid's bedroom into your office, into your workspace, bring in the wood lathes, whatever you're gonna do. If you're a woodworker or a saddle maker or a stay-at-home sales representative, candle maker. I don't care. Bring the shit in there and make that room your office, your world headquarters. That's a designated workspace. I had at one time when I lived in the country, we had a tight, tight quarters and we lived in an apartment in the end of a barn. You know what I did? I bought a little log cabin, a little log cabin, and I put it out by my lake and I made it my office. And when I went there, I went there to work. I wrote several books from there. I actually uh, worked on my website from there. I wrote a new comedy act when I was converting from being a political comedian to me. I did a lot of work from that little space. Guess what? It's because I went there to work. You should do the same. Second... Option, second, I'm sorry, recommendation, second tip for you to be successful in working from home look like a business. If you have designated workspace, now you've got to make it look like a business. How do you do this? A place that inspires you that your customers and clients would be happy to say, Yes, we do business with this person. That's how you make it look like a business. You know, businesses look like businesses. I'm not saying you need a skyscraper in Manhattan with a corner suite. You just need to look like a business. You're a home-based business but you're still a business. Have promotional material, have business cards, have a website, have all the things, have social media presence, have phone numbers, have emails that have your name you are X you are Jim at Xyz okay all the things that make you look like a business doesn't matter you're home based you can still be professional it's more accepted than it's ever been to work from home look like a business in my office and by the way you can start as I say by converting this space to something that really fuels your fire I'm just going to show you here in a minute my office now I'm gonna have you I'm, I'm, I'm gonna let you look behind the scenes Pulling the curtain back behind the wizard or whatever, I have a calendar on my wall because I sell dates where I get on an airplane and travel to do corporate events where I speak and make people uh, make people's meetings successful. I have. My bookshelves are full of books that I read and also books that I have written because I'm in the business of writing books I have also an entire closet with marketing materials because people always say can you send me something and we send stuff out Also, we have things like envelopes of course because we mail out books You see where I'm going with this your office needs to be the place where you work If you looked at my office It would look like a place that a guy who writes books and delivers speeches and owns farms lives I'm now going to show you my office. Okay. Yes, that's the back Backdrop over there. You know what we got? We got pictures of the farm because that makes me happy. We got a view slightly closed right now because I love looking out and seeing the beautiful desert behind my guest house. And there, of course, my mail stack. See that? And then over there, we've got the calendar. And then over there, we've got all the bookshelf, picture of my father, picture of me and Lori. Lights right now so that you can see me. And then over there and within those doors is all of the materials that I use to keep my business going. You see what I'm telling you? Make a space that serves your purpose and also inspires you. At my office in Indiana, I have pictures up of the Pittsburgh Steelers, my favorite football team. Why am I telling you all this? Because I want you to create a space that looks like a business but also does what you need to do, inspires you. Okay, work like a business. Tip number three, work like a business. Make your business Work, okay? You've got everything you need, for crying out loud, now do, you've got the space, you've got the look, now do the work. Businesses make phone calls. I can't stand it when people don't return calls to me. You can't stand it either. Maybe you accept it. I don't, I don't like the idea that people that I do business with or or that uh, want my business don't return my calls. Businesses, helicopters going over. Businesses respond to emails. Businesses send emails and make phone calls because you work for others, right? We all work for other people's money. You've heard me say that. So do you have an active email account? Does it look like, again, is it the right address? Does it say your business name in it? Does it have a personal tie or is it sf137 at yahoo.com? Come on, you're a business now. Look and work like a business. Good business people don't allow distractions into their workspace. You know, when you go to a business, a place that you like to patronize, aren't they attentive? Don't they do a good job of customer service? Aren't they reactive and responsive? Don't they always look forward? That's what you need to do. If I came to your office right now where you're working or your home place of business, would you look like a working business or would you be sitting in there thumbing around on Instagram, jacking around, uh, not paying attention to the customer? That's what is going to get you in trouble. When I make calls to clients, I might have five calls some days when I'm not traveling to my clients. You know what I do? I make sure that it's quiet and I make sure I have my files in front of me so I can write down notes about these clients. Yes, I still use files. You want to see them? Here they are right now. Aberdeen, South Dakota just made this call today. And inside of it, I wrote down all of my notes. I've got posting notes, but I also have notes about the program that I'm going to deliver because that's important. You see what I'm saying to you? Work like a business. you, you, are now responsible for you if you're self-employed and working from home in the gig economy. If I take a call from you and SportsCenter is on in the background or there's yippee dogs or I hear your kids playing video games, I'm not going to take you very seriously. In fact, I won't do business with you. I had a woman that worked for me once, uh, and it was been a long time ago, and I remember she said she was gonna work from home. And of course, I discovered after a while that she didn't work as much when she was at home as she did when she was working with me in my home office. But I went to her home office, and she had Days of Our Lives on, and the kids were running through the office. You know, I get it that you got children, but are you really doing work, or are you babysitting and watching Days of Our Lives right now? there's a difference the good economy is not going anywhere it's going to continue to evolve you know we've got things like uber the shared economy we've got a more acceptable environment than we've ever had that you can indeed thrive and work from your home uh, and it's fine to do so guess what I want you to do so and I want you to be successful in doing so follow my three tips designate a workspace and when you go there you go to work look like a business and then when you go there and to look like a business and you have the space, work like a business. Avoid distractions. Make sure that you are doing all the things that a business would do. Hold yourself accountable. Have appointments. Hold your appointments at, and meetings. And when you get to those meetings, you have a set agenda. You can do meetings in your home office. That's completely acceptable nowadays. But don't walk on your way there and get hung up in the kitchen eating Twinkies talking to your potential client. Get to the office and get to the agenda. I'm Damian Mason. I want you to do business better, and I want you to thrive in this new gig economy. You can do so working from home. You can develop your homegrown fortune, or you can even start a company that's going to become the new Apple. Just follow these tips and be disciplined about it. Till next time, it's the Do Business Better Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode of Do Business Better, please share it, and be sure to connect with Damian on LinkedIn like his Facebook fan page, and follow him on Instagram and Twitter. For speaking inquiries or to purchase Damien's books, Food Fear and Do Business Better, go to DamienMason.com. Know someone who'd make a great guest? Send us a message. We're always looking for compelling stories and business lessons our listeners can benefit from. Thank you.